This is a Rooster Teeth production. There exists a cultural phenomenon in which people collectively share and recall a false memory. There are those who remain insistent that the memory is true, despite evidence to the contrary, giving birth to theories ranging from cognitive and social reinforcement to alternate realities colliding. Today, we discuss the anomaly that is known as the Mandela Effect. This is Red Web. Hey everyone, Christian the producer here. Just want to say before we get into the episode, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Without a healthy mind, being happy is hard. Visit betterhelp.com slash redweb and see if online therapy is for you. Hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? It's Red Web time. Uh, We have another mystery. This one we've been excited to cover for quite some time now. I'm Trevor Collins, your local resident mystery enthusiast with me as always with his gut check coming in blind to react to the mystery at hand, Alfredo Diaz. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have no idea what we're getting into today. I have heard of the Mandela effect. Uh I have no idea what it is. You don't have any idea what it is? No. Excellent. It's been, I don't know. I don't know where I've heard it. Nelson Mandela, probably? Yeah. 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 Is that tied to the Mandela effect? Absolutely it is. Are you lying to me? No, I'm not. I'm smiling really big right now. <laughs> that has a huge smile on his face. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's exactly where it comes from. We'll dive into the etymology for you, Fredo, on uh, what the Mandela effect is. And then this, man, this is uh, this is one of my favorite kind of extra worldly things. Like some of the theories really yeah. extend beyond this reality uh, and, and attempt to explain what's kind of going on with this phenomenon. And uh, it's very interesting. There are a lot of stories within it. So this is mostly going to be exploring the examples of the Mandela effect in our world. And then the theories, again, are attempting to explain that. It's definitely it's another step in a different direction for this show. But okay. man, but I like that. is this exciting? I like stepping off the, uh, the path. Yeah, we're trailblazers what is for it? ourselves. Is it the, the beaten path? Yeah, where, where nothing grows because of all the foot traffic. I like to stray where all the poison mm. ivy is. That way the you know people can't follow me because I don't get poison ivy. That way your you know, skin tingles. Ah, uh, the skin tingles. I don't, you know, I actually don't get poison ivy. Really? I'm immune. I don't know if I do or not. Should we try it? Go strolling through the, Look, the fields I'll, I'll, of poison I'll ivy? I'll take a leaf and rub it like... You're going to hate. A little bit. You're going like to... Like one splash on the ooh, arm. Oh, you're going to hate. Is that bad? Is it's, it going to be that terrible? I mean... It's, not, it's just going to be one spot, isn't it? Most people react pretty poorly and like, and it can transfer. Ooh, so like if you're in the like shower that. and you got, you know, let's just say it's on your head for some reason and you shower and it can trickle its way down yeah. your body. It's not good. It's not good. Oh, that's not good at all. Yeah. yeah. Little side story here. I once had icy hot on my chest. Mm-hmm. Took a shower. It transferred. Everywhere. Everywhere. You don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell <laughs> you're you. You're just looking at me going. Everywhere. Let me tell you, <laughs> it don't wash off easily. Whoa. So, boy, was I on the uh, ground for a long time. I bet you that has a, it's an oil base, some yep. sort of petroleum. Yep. I would have grabbed Dawn soap and I would have scrubbed myself in the silly. shower. And before we get started, I actually want to, uh, I know we're in the throes of October now, and next week is our uh, Halloween episode. Fredo, we've cooked up a very special episode this time. I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to, I don't, you know, I don't want to spoil it for the audience, nor do I want to spoil it for you, but we are going on site for this one. There's going to be a whole visual. Uh, we're going to film this particular episode. We're going to, it's a destination episode. 
It's revolving so around like, ghosts, revolving around Halloweens, and it's a lot of spooky treats in play. Not like a Chuck E. Cheese? Not a, no. Well, after dark, maybe. Like a Chuck E. Cheese after dark. That's honestly maybe equally terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, if you want to check that one out, I'm really excited about how that one's going to go. Tune in next week. And also, if you want to see the visual for that, you know we have that YouTube.com slash RedWebPod uh, it's going to be a one-off episode. We're not always going to have visuals. You know, that's an audio podcast. But all right. Well, without further ado, I know we got a lot to talk about within this one. And okay. uh, so it's going to be much more conversational than our normal narrative-driven. But let's talk about the Mandela Effect, where it comes from, because it actually has a very recent history and where it stems from, uh, more recent than I would have expected. But um, loosely speaking, the Mandela Effect is when a group of individuals share a memory or a belief that doesn't necessarily match up with recorded history. The Mandela Effect also has a bit of a flexible definition. It can also be considered when you have a false memory that's shared by a large group of people that is kind of invented. So there's times where your memory doesn't line up with history, and then there's times where your memory doesn't line up with anything at all. It's almost like you are remembering something that just never happened. So what does that even mean that like you remember something that doesn't line up with history? Is it like a Planet of the Apes type thing? Or just like, I the world was ruled by apes five years ago and someone goes, no, it wasn't. That's, that's a, I mean, that's a good example. It's very tenacious. Like that's a very in-depth example. A lot of these are a lot more light touch. We're going to go into so many different examples of the Mandela effect. So you can kind of get, get hands on with it. But And, and then another... I guess just to keep picking backing off that yeah. thought like so then at that point someone else goes oh yeah I remember that that happened that's usually how it goes uh Weird. somebody else comes out and says yeah no I remember that too but it didn't happen I mean that kind of leads us very organically into the namesake of the Mandela effect which is Nelson Mandela himself now this started from a blog post by paranormal investigator Fiona Broom back in 2010 they wrote that during a discussion at DragonCon, a group of people, including Broom themselves, realized that many of them thought that Nelson Mandela had passed away in prison in the 1980s. So Mandela, just a very, very light touch, quick history lesson here. They were an, an anti-apartheid leader who was released from prison in 1990 and served as the first president of South Africa from 1994 to 1999. They actually passed away in 2013, so there was a few years there where people thought that Nelson Mandela had passed away in the 80s, but the man was still actually alive. I actually Weird. remember this point in time where Weird. people would say, well, isn't he? didn't he pass away in prison? And then other people would be like, well, he's alive right now. The, the man is available to be asked. Isn't it at that point just like one of those things where it's a casual false narrative and then could be you know and it's like oh yeah sure yeah that makes sure that makes sense yeah i mean it very simply could be that but the fact that so many people had such conviction in their beliefs i mean it goes even further there were some posters online and forums that were talking about including broom right that were recalling media attention around mandela's death or supposed death and even a lot of people came forward saying they recalled speeches from mandela's wife talking about it other important figures talking on on television about mandela's passing away and so a lot of people came forward with these very concrete memories and were sharing details that other people were like yep that's how i remember it like just a lot of people online yeah. kind of collectively coming together and that's where this phenomenon really got its namesake, and then really kind of started to spiral out into other things. I feel like what makes that different from me going, oh, I don't remember ordering this from Amazon. 
and then just you know and then checking my stuff and going oh yeah no i did order it like like i don't know it just seems like for this case they thought that he passed away in prison and then they just kept going down that train of thought not necessarily like they feel like like what should have happened was somebody said hey you're wrong and they should have been like oh cool yeah but i think what really happened going. was the, their conviction the fact that they were like no 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 i for sure felt this way i for sure have these memories where my memory of the thing is the opposite of what you're saying and when other strangers come out online and kind of swell behind this yeah. this belief suddenly you're like well if they believe it then you know you start to get groupthink going and now you have a bunch right. of people going like whoa this is weird yeah, like we did, all believe this but clearly yeah. that's not what happened did we really order that package from amazon did we really order it or was that you know receipt just placed there <laughs> interesting <laughs> who's placing the receipts i mean okay I, i'm starting to get behind like the yeah. weirdness of it believe if me you, when we get to the theories like hundreds we're gonna... of people that are just like no this did happen right yeah believe all me right. when we get to the theories it's gonna get Real fun, real exciting. And I okay. think also, even in just a second here, we're going to talk about a bunch of different examples of where this applies to media, brands, and, and history and the world itself. There's a lot of examples, not just this one, right. that I think will help build a more concrete case. I'll ask you some questions to see if you have fallen victim to the Mandela effect on oh. some fronts. It's very uh -oh. hands-on, this one. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right. But coming back to Nelson Mandela... You know, and, and trying to address maybe what actually happened here, because clearly we have history in place. It's set in stone. You can look at it and say, well, no, didn't pass away. Right. Was the first president of South Africa for, yep. you know, so X maybe people are misremembering it, right? Because he did have pretty public health concerns in the 80s while in prison. Maybe people are misremembering it. Maybe there were misleading headlines at the time that made people believe the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe false reports came out. Maybe his wife did speak on the on the sake of his health issues, but not necessarily on his passing away. So anyway, we can we can cut this apart as much as we want, but I think we'll really explore the the different paths in the theories section. Okay. But coming back to that original blog post that really sparked this whole thing, there were many other examples that started to fall out regarding the Mandela effect. A lot of other celebrities came up that people thought had passed away who actually didn't. That seemed to be a common thread. Um, but <laughs> Wild. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, this concept went viral. Countless users on sites such as Reddit shared stories and experiences around this effect. And I'm sure, you know, I don't want to bury the lead any further. Eventually, you know, we end up with all the examples that we have today that I'm sure at least... One of these examples will stand out to you and the members of the task force at home. Okay. So let's dive into some of those examples. Example number one, we're going to talk, we're going to start with media, I think is where we should start because that is where pop culture lies and pop culture kind of cycles back in on itself as it's self-referential. And this, these just tend to be the more popular ones. So the first one is the Berenstain Bears. Do you remember that property? Who are they? Okay, the Berenstain Bears <laughs> is a uh, children's book series. Oh, wait, series. that's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a chill, you can see, I have some pictures here for you. Um, just some of the oh, tops. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember, okay. yeah, one of the bears has that, like, swoop in the hair and the yellow one has the blue cap. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it was like a children's book series. I don't know how think, global this brand, brand was. was like so. they had these books, like, during the Scholastic Book Fairs. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Those. Yeah. 
So yeah, children's book series had a handful of spin-off cartoons featuring the family of anthropomorphic bears. Don't is, you is... dare tell me it doesn't exist. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to tell you it doesn't exist, but when you think of the name and you remember back on this, how how would you pronounce the name? It was the Bearstein Bears. Bearstein Bears? Bearstein Bears. Okay, it doesn't matter. Like, I see where you're going. I see where you're trying to manipulate. The, the thing is, like, you're waffling on the bear part. I think that's the pun that's built in. That's 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 fine. It's the steam part. I always thought of it as Bernstein. That's how I always pronounced it. Bernstein. Yeah. And so oh, or, I pronounce it Bernstein bears. Bernstein. I mean, yeah. yeah, as a kid, you know. Yeah. Um, Bernstein bears. Right. That's how I sound. They're bears, right? Yeah. Um, but here's the hang-up: is that it's actually the Bernstein bears. So it's a very subtle difference, and and it. It's a very popular example of the Mandela effect where it's actually spelled at the end S-T-A-I-N rather than a, a probably more common S-T-E-I-N. Yeah. Bernstein bears. Where, where you either say Bernstein or Bernstein. Yeah. Uh, it's actually Bernstein. And so I don't know if that's us as kids sharing this name around in I the wrong way. And then that's that's what I feel like it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I feel like collectively we were just a bunch of idiot kids running around and then one idiot kid spoke up and was like, Bearstein Bears! And we're just like, Bearstein Bears! Right, exactly! That's what it is. And then we all grew up and we looked at the books again and with the ability to read now and right. we went, what? It's Stain? I'm not gonna lie, I just found that out right now. It's weird. It it's feels stain. weird on my mouth. I don't like saying it that way. Bearstein Bears. Berenstain Bears. Berenstain Bears. If I'm Jesus really getting fanatical with it. I don't even think I know I always this said damn Bairn. book anymore. <laughs> I said Bairn. Berenstain Bears? Yeah, here it is. Take a look. Berenstain. It is Berenstain. Oh, that's not anyway. Berenstain. Bearstein innocuous, bears. not super, you know. Yeah. None of these are going to be super scary, but super just, spooky, but it, but it's unsettling if you really yeah. like start to think about it like to know that your memories aren't sacred because at the end of the day what's really unsettling about this phenomenon to me is that the, if if there's only one thing you can trust in life, it's yourself and it's therefore your memories of the world. And if you can't even trust your memories yeah. of the world, it's re it's a deeply unsettling feeling, right? And uh, and so to, to we're going to continue going through examples and we're going to continue to shake your reality. But um, it's interesting. And the, and the campfire bear too. You can trust him because only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> Damn it, you! God, <laughs> I was waiting for a '90s movie reference, and you went with like an '80s <laughs> PSA bear. Um, all right. So the next example, these are all relatively small and short. So, do you ever see the James Bond film Moonraker? No. It's it's got one of my favorite Bond scenes where Bond gets chucked out of a plane without a shoot and he has to chase somebody down and then he and Jaws the character Jaws yep, has giant, the, metal the metal teeth. giant metal teeth he can yeah. like bite through cable I know and stuff. of the movie I've seen clips and you've still probably frames. seen tons of yeah, stills yeah it's got Roger it. Moore and everything well there's a character in there that Jaws kind of has a love interest with it's very subtle to my memory okay um, but her name is Dolly. And the Mandela effect in play here is whether or not Dolly has braces. Now, it would stand to reason that with the, quote, nerdy kind of look that she had, that mm -hmm. braces would fit that kind of trope of a character. But also, I always thought that was, when I think back, I'm like, he's got these shiny metal teeth. And he's don't like, don't tell me Justin has metal teeth. No, he's got his metal teeth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't but, know what's real, not real anymore. I'm like, Dolly had braces and I thought that's like when she smiles he smiles and there's like some unspoken thing like we both got metal yeah. teeth 
Like, there's something here. Yep. Here's a picture of her. No braces. There's no braces. No braces. These are like the most, I just want to say, like, preschool drama. Like, <laughs> imagine a court case where you're like, boom! And that's, and I declare there's no braces. No braces, yeah. I'm going to blow this case wide open. Check out the, these the, photos. And then the judge is like, you've wasted everyone's time. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> but yeah, it's still, it's just, it's very interesting. Right. So um, there's a ton of people that remember this character with braces on. Yes. And that when they see huh. each other, they smile and that she has these braces. Another popular one in, in pop culture is from Star Wars. And that's the quote that Darth Vader has with Luke. Do you know what I'm talking about? I am your father? Yeah. Do you remember the full quote? No. I'm your father today. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, when you you said no, that is the first word. Okay. So a lot of people, as you probably know by this point, say, Luke, I am your father. Right. It's not how it is. It's well, remember, it's it's misquothed so much in pop culture that it's kind of become self-fulfilling. Yeah. It's actually simply, no, I am your father, because he's responding to something that Luke said. Luke says something along the lines of, You killed my father, and he goes, No, I am your father. Right. And I assume people change it just because so that way it's easier for others to, you know, understand the reference. Right. right? Luke. You don't want to like quote a, uh, a response. Right. Because then it's kind of a bit more non sequitur. It really is. No, I am your father. Yeah. Huh. Now here's here's one that I think now we're going to get a little more hands on. So uh, if you want to get in the weeds with us, Task Force, I encourage you to go to our Twitter page where we post photos at Red Web Pod as always or check us out on YouTube with the same handle. But this one, I'm going to give you two images Try not to read around it. It's my notes, right? But um, tell me which one makes more sense to you as the logo for Fruit of the Loom. Oh, no. Fruit of the Loom. <laughs> we all know it. We all love this it. Man hit me with the Fruit of the Loom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember it being the left this one. This is your new streetwear. It's coming. Fiona Nova of G4 fame is it was predicted this like two years ago that Fruit of the Loom is going to be the next streetwear. I'm just putting this out there. Good so it's word. somewhere recorded. I would love to see because like Champion, you know, kind of went through the same yep. like e- evolution. I would love to see some Fruit of the Loom. Yeah, I remember wearing some Fruit of the Loom. Mm-hmm. I think undies. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I bet you did. Yeah. That was the big thing. So do both of these logos kind of hit you Yeah. as accurate? It's that uncanny, like, can't figure out which one feels I right. I can't figure out, but I'm leaning towards the left. Really? Okay, so for, for the folks just listening orally, I, I do want to explain what's going on. So if you try to imagine the Fruit of the Loom logo, we know that there's apples, grapes, and, and, and all of that. It's some fruit in the logo. Mm-hmm. It's an underwear brand. They have t-shirts. They have other clothing. Um, and large amounts of people will imagine the logo with the Fruit of the Loom logo with a cornucopia. Now, I wouldn't know what that is without my notes here. So it's yeah. it's that very autumn, think, American Thanksgiving imagery heavy. It's like a wicker cone basket is what yeah, it looks like. I was about know? to say, it's the basket you see behind the food. Yeah. And you see that typically around American Thanksgiving is the food's pouring out of it. Mm-hmm. But, and, and, that, and that makes sense. I see that and I go with that little cone-shaped basket behind it. I go, that makes sense. That's the I loom. feel like I've seen that. That's the loom. The logo is the one without it. And it's such a subtle difference that it's like, it's weird. It like tickles your brain in a strange way. But yeah, this this here without doesn't, the cornucopia is doesn't have the it. logo. I just don't remember things correctly. I think that, Or I just never learn things properly. I think that's what it is. I think it's, it's just it's a, memory. It's a half and half there. Mm-hmm. 
But let's move forward. We got tons of examples to to kind of freak your brain out. This is a a track down how I'm wrong lane. Oh yeah, oh yeah, blowing minds left and right here. Now this one kind of goes back to the original discussions regarding the Mandela effect. You know, on those forum posts, some people wrote that they remembered a peanut butter brand, Jif, right? Yeah. J I F. But they remembered it initially as Jiffy. This one I feel like like is more easily, yeah, that's why I feel like this one's more easily explained away because on one hand you have the other peanut butter brand Skippy and then you also have other names out there like Jiffy Lube, a place you should never take your car, personal opinion. Yeah. (laughs) But like, and so that kind of like, it falls over in your brain. Instead of Jiffy, you just go Jiffy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or or like get that done in a a Jiffy, right? And so I think that with all these other floating around so versions. Is it, is it Jif? And people it's Jif. It's just Jif, and it never has been Jiffy. And this one I don't necessarily get myself, but apparently there's a lot of people out there that remember Jif as being Jiffy at one point in time, which it never was. A lot of us are misremembering things. Mm-hmm. We're only going to get stranger from here. These are all, like, you know, elementary. So you got a monkey there. Yes. Yeah, well, you want to jump to Curious George? We'll jump to a little George. All right, we'll play another game here. We got Curious George, very simple, A and B, A with a tail, B without a tail. Which, Holy sh- Does which, he have a tail or not? Exactly. Which one strikes you as Curious George? I think without a tail, but mm-hmm. like he's a monkey. But he's a monkey, right? And I think that is, for me, the origin of this, this misremembering, because everyone would think he's a monkey, he's got a tail, right? Yeah. The character does not have a tail. And I wonder if that just makes it easier for him to wear clothes. I don't know. Yeah, because I just don't remember a tail peeking out or anything right. like that. They didn't yeah. Goku it where the tail's wrapped around the waist. No, not at all. But, but yeah, I mean, like, he should have a tail. Mm-hmm. Unless he's, like, you know, he's got some weird origin like those gorillas in Congo. <laughs> that's a that's a Michael <laughs> Crichton reference. And what was that also a film in the 90s? It was a book for sure. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so you got this little smirk. I just want to let the smirk settle a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't Tim know. Curry this was one, in it. This one I've, I've known about for quite some time. So, like, it's hard for me to kind of sympathize with the Mandela effect, the oddity of it now, because it's just washed over me so much. But I remember being like, yo, he should have a tail. He doesn't have a tail? Yeah. I just but remember, that's just logic speaking. Yeah, I just remember walking around mm-hmm. like, bare ass, no tail. <laughs> Not that a tail covers his ass. Yeah, it just, it's folded up over but the like, I don't, I don't remember him having a tail. Mm-hmm. We'll punch through another uh, short one or two here. Kit Kat. This was one I wasn't... Oh, no, I love Kit Kat. Yeah, this was one I didn't uh, know okay. had a piece of Mandela effect to it. But right. if you were to spell Kit Kat, uh, the way you see it, just picture the wrapper. Everyone at home, picture the wrapper in your minds. Right. Now, look at the logo on the wrapper, and with all... Uh, with all details, spell it out for me. K-I-T-K-A-T. Just that? Just simple? No dash in the middle? <laughs> we, got a, we, we got a dash in the middle or no dash? We got team dash, team no dash. There is no dash. <laughs> I can tell you are flipping a mental coin, and you are accurate. There, there is no, no dash. There is no dash. But that's another one of those popular the ones. People where are a lot like, of people oh, there's make, a dash? Yep. They recognize that there's a dash in there. And I, and honestly, like, I can see that. I see that in my mind. It makes a lot of sense. It feels like a word that should have a dash, but it certainly doesn't. Yeah. 
I don't remember having a dash. If if it did, it blended into the background mm-hmm. or the uh, deliciousness. Oh yeah, yeah. Is the, the name falls away when you snap into <laughs> a you snap into Kit a Kat, Kit Kat. You know, Ooh, give me baby. a break. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay. So so we kind of blazed through a couple shorter ones. These okay. are obviously very popular ones. Bernstein probably fun. being the most popular, but but they're only going to get weirder yeah. and a little bit more almost personal from here because at this oh, point no. the, at least for me these are the ones that I kind of struggle to get over even now knowing about them these are the ones that I feel like have the most legs despite proof otherwise right okay yeah so in one instance of the Mandela effect it's less about misremembering something that many people claim to remember but sometimes it's about remembering things that don't exist in the first place mm. in this case Many people online, and they have written about this so many times, it is a very popular one on the forums, refer to a 90s film, you would know, called Shazam. No idea. Starring the comedian Sinbad yeah. as a genie. Yes. You're telling me about, you're telling me you know that film? Yeah. Tell yeah, me about I that feel film. like, I get, don't tell me. About tell me about that film. No, it was, it was Sinbad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, you got it. It was, it was Sinbad as a genie. Yep. He had kind of a genie getup, mm-hmm. I think baggier pants, and he was running around with some white kid. Yep, absolutely. Pull. Do you want to pull up the uh, the cover? You just search Shazam for me. I just, you're telling me that that wasn't a movie or was that like a music, was that like a music video? They're frantically searching on the computer right now. Oh no. All right, we've, uh, we've Google searched this fine cover here. Does that ring a bell? I don't know if his outfit rings a bell, but yeah, the logo of Sinbad Shazam. So here's what's happening is, I'll I'll bust your mind, this film does not exist. What? At all. And what you're, I feel like what your mind is feeling as we show you this fantastic job of Photoshop is you're realizing that that face, that get up, that logo, there's familiarity there, but it does not, once you see it all together, it does not click. Because you know that it doesn't exist. What does exist is a film starring Shaquille O'Neal as a genie named Kazam. Oh! <laughs> and I feel like that's... Why did my brain think that Sinbad was a genie? I, f- I don't know. It's it's very interesting how how this one's come to be because I I kind of watched this one evolve over the course of time. I remember seeing Kazam as a kid, but I couldn't at the age of twelve conjure that out of my memory and be like, "Yep, that existed." Yeah, um, but I do steal. Now that's in my now memory. that's a movie that exists. <laughs> don't are you lying to me? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like now? one of these might bet- I might get betrayed by my very own mm. in one of these you just so? like uh you know the main character was betrayed in backdraft. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so like that I, one was a stretch. <laughs> it was a bit of a stretch. He I, was betrayed by his very own. <laughs> it wasn't the fellow another fellow firefighter. No, yeah, no, I know. I, I know the plot. But I feel like you guys are gonna. (laughs) The usage of the example was a bit of a stretch. I feel like you guys are gonna betray me with one of these. One of these examples is gonna be a a misdirect. You think? It's gonna be. I'm gonna create a Mandela effect. Yeah. You think? Well, we'll see. Now, when it comes to this, I remember watching people online freak out about this, and I think that the reason why this has so much momentum is because a lot of people actually did actively forget about Kazam starring Shaquille O'Neal. 
Because it was that bad of a film. It, yes. <laughs> we all kind of wrote it off. <laughs> I Listen, I remember it existed. I remember watching it. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember anything about it. And the font, and I think the cover is actually very similar to a lot of the Photoshop jobs that you'll see around this That's imaginary crazy. Sinbad film. But Sinbad himself claims that he had never been a genie in a film or a movie or anything like that. And so it is completely contrived and created. But yeah, I when people started coming forward and being like, yeah, I think what you're thinking of is Kazam. That's when I like way long ago went, oh, that makes more sense. But there was a moment of time that I vividly recall where people were like, what is this movie? I can't find it anywhere. And they had no bearing. They had nothing to connect it to. They couldn't even yeah. remember Kazam. They just knew it as Shazam. And, the thing, uh, too, is like when I saw the, like, I have an outfit pictured in my mind. And then when you showed me the picture, I'm yeah. like, that's not the outfit. Do you want to pull up Kazam? That one will make yeah. way more sense. Oh, my God. Am I going to remember the outfit? You're going to, I think you might. But then it was on Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Kazam is just like. I mean, a, they don't even look at all. Either. Title. It's just a. Oh, well, that's not the cover, but that that oh, is no, the, the character. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, just because, like, remember that, that way you that's see the Photoshop compared to the yeah. real deal, you know? There's the cover. There you go. I do see his name's Kazam. big. The font is similar. He's Damn. coming out of the lamp, you know? I've seen that at Blockbuster. Yeah. Wasn't there an Aaron Carter song about with, with Shaq? Yeah. Was it Shaq? Was it Shaq? Oh, God. I don't want to misremember. Shaq or is it Iverson? No. That's how it beat Shaq. That's how it beat Shaq. Yeah. yeah. There was about the Sinbad. Do you, is this an outfit that you recognize? Yes. This was Whoa. in 1994. Sinbad hosted on TNT a marathon of the Sinbad, the Sailor movies, and so, so he dressed up in that outfit. Okay, that. and so there's a little bit of crossover between his like yeah. swashbuckling yeah. sailor outfit. It does look like a and genie, the genie outfit. outfit that he was. Okay, so maybe that's the uh, the seedling to the idea. But yeah, that one. That one's definitely popular for sure. I'm sure a lot of people at home are recognizing that one. But here's another one that's going to cut back to our childhoods a bit. The Monopoly Man. Now, before I go any further, I want to oh. play. I want to get hands on again. Task Force would love to hear your off the cuff description of this man. I'll start you off just to get you started. You know, he's got a top hat. Yeah. And a mustache. And a mustache. No monocle. Ooh. Cane. Okay. And a black and white uh, suit. Okie doke. So here we go. I've got Boat, two images of the Monopoly man. The Monopoly. Oh, shh. Now, it's interesting that you said Kane. There's no Kane in either of these. <laughs> uh, you've got your own personal Mandela effect happening, I think. <laughs> but what you will notice between. No, I'm just saying there was no Kane. Dude, in case I was expecting you to show me a picture with the Kane. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm just expecting now, like, to show you a photo that's two of the same image and go, spot the difference. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to Pam Beasley from The Office. These are the same These photo. These are the same photo. So one here on the left for the uh, audience listening at home, uh, left one has no monocle. The one on the right has a monocle. Now, you specifically pointed out no monocle, which makes me think that you've heard of this Mandela effect or this particular topic before. So, But seeing them, what are you feeling? So... I haven't. Okay. And when you brought it up, my mind instantly jumped to he doesn't have a monocle. Uh-huh. Right? Actually looking at it, the monocle looks correct. Okay. And that's really important because I think it's going to come out in one of the theories a little bit. Because I think if, if nothing else, we've kind of established a little bit of a through thread where it's either misremembering something or in this case, the monocle fits the image. 
Yeah. The very cliche image. But of, in my mind, I was like, no monocle. Exactly. And then you show me but that. And I went. Let me ask you because I'm, I'm right. really, I'm really curious. And before we get to the answer, like, okay. what, what made you identify no monocle when you're describing something? Like, if I were describing you, I wouldn't say no glasses. That's just what my gut said. I don't. There's just something in your brain that kind so, of like, came forward. You, you said that and in my mind. I was like, yeah, it's the Monopoly guy. Doesn't have a monocle. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you showed me that, I went, it looks, it looks. Correct. Like if I said describe this ear of corn, would you say? not orange ear of you know what orange. i mean it's just i just find it fascinating i'm just kind of like i don't know i'm i'm digging in uh because I, I, well, it was like my mind yeah remembers there not being a monocle and then when i when i look at like the monocle and how it has you know the the string hanging down that looks correct it fits the image but you know a lot of people it's that's why i was so fascinated that you identified no monocle I'm not trying to give you shit or anything because he doesn't. He doesn't have a monocle. You were absolutely correct all the way down to the cane, in which point uh, there might be images with him having a cane. He does have a cane. He yeah. does? Yeah. He does? In this particular image, he doesn't. So okay. I was just goofing. But but no, it all comes down to the monocle, which is why I wanted to dig into that before yeah. you knew the answer. Because a lot of people do picture this man, this uh, Monopoly guy, with a monocle. It looks right when I'm looking at an absolutely. actual photo. 100%. I would go. It's It's weird. It's very weird because like... It's like that uncanny valley thing where you're like the right side. I'm, as I'm looking at it, the right side looks correct, mm -hmm. but I don't know why I'm being pulled to the left side mm -hmm. as my answer. Well, that's th this one here, the left side, no monocle. That's that's correct because it's the correct one. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm being pulled to there. Yeah, the right side looks, but it looks like it's supposed correct. to. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one before we go into some real world historical examples, kind of like Nelson Mandela himself. We're gonna hop out of pop culture. The last one I want to talk about is I was uh, taking my morning twos, and this mm -hmm. one shook me silly. As one does, you know, it doubled my the time pot. on the pot. If oh, I were to speak, I, I would think bluntly. it would help you. No, it shook. It you. froze me up solid. Oh, no, I mean, I don't <laughs> okay. want that. You don't <laughs> want that. Like a what? <laughs> so this one is very interesting because I had never heard this one. So let's go into it. It revolves around emojis. We all generally know the emojis we have on our iPhones and Androids and everything of that nature. Yeah. Now, there are two in particular that people seem to remember that apparently never existed. That is... I know the eggplant emoji exists. You know that. You I use know. that daily. And the splash. Yup. And then there's also... There's a there's a leg emoji now. There is a leg emoji. <laughs> yeah, absolutely there is. There, there seems to be an emoji for everything, which only exacerbates this in my mind. Okay. Now, there are two emojis, and one of which I don't really... I don't really see it, but the other one, I'm like, what? That didn't exist? That's the robber and a hiker. Many people search for these emotes, claiming to remember that there was a hiker and also a robber emoji, but there's literally no trace of these ever having existed. Now, the problem I'm facing is I don't picture the robber, so I don't, uh, you know, that's I fine. Don't, I do picture the money bag. Oh, yeah, there, there is a money bag for sure. Okay. Um, and, and we have on our notes, we have the Monopoly man running away with a money bag right above this. So that's not helping. <laughs> but the hiker, though, we have we have swimmers, we have tennis players, we have all these active sports. I can vividly sit there and say, I can see a hiker with a walking stick climbing up like a slanted, going up to the left, kind of like they're going up a stair. And I see oh, them with yeah. a stick like this and a backpack yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a red jacket, I think. I don't know what color it would be because it's too small to pay attention to those details. But I, I like truly, I, I'd never heard of this. And I'm sitting there on the pot. I pull up the emoji keyboard and I type in hike. I type in hiker. The only thing I get is like a boot, right? There is a boot emoji. So the hiker emoji doesn't exist? Doesn't exist. 
That freaked me out. I mean, I know that there's a visually impaired person. They have a walking stick for, yeah. for the sake of like, you know, they have all sorts of emojis for every sake and occasion. And so maybe that's what my brain is getting hit up with. But I, I vividly remember this being something even prior to that one coming online. And, and what's kind of weird is that it seems so natural that that one should exist because yeah. every other sport, every other outdoor activity is represented. You have biking, right. you have walking, dancing, whatever, but no hiking. Yeah. No mountaineering. It's not a sport, though. You're just walking in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, I was it, it totally is. <laughs> I, I, I'm a pro athlete. What do you do? I walk an, up and down the streets. Yeah, I'm a mall walker. <laughs> yeah, I mall walk. There's no emoji for that, though. <laughs> Dude, there needs to be a mall walk emoji. Just like a casual, brisk Grandma motion. Collins was out there making those motions, wearing her Skechers. Oh, yeah. It's always the Skechers. It's always. You know? Um... Yeah, no, I kind of remember like a red jacket mm -hmm. and then, and then, yeah, the stick. Yeah, that's Weird. where I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out. Like there's definitely the visually impaired, you know, walking stick, kind of yeah. walking cane that I know that exists. And so maybe, but that's a different orientation than it, my mind is. is picturing. I'm picturing I mean, it perfectly like up and slanted. down. Yeah. Um, my mind was slanted. Yeah. But Christian, before we move on to these historical and real life examples, any of these stand out to you or any of these kind of like shake your reality a little bit as we were going through the uh the uh research oh for me the i for some reason remember curious george having a monkey that was a big one for me having was, a tail or having having a, I say having a monkey yeah no Dude. curious george had a monkey <laughs> the man in the yellow jacket he, has he a had, monkey named george and the monkey george the has monkey, another monkey the monkey had a monkey yeah the the monkey had a baby monkey. His name was Angry Allen. You don't see him much because no. they, had to, they had to cut him out. Right. But he, yeah, but he was there. Ooh, he, I think that's why there's no yeah. tail. You know, I think he popped George's tail off out of anger. Oh. You see someone walk off screen. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get those, uh, you know, first edition Curious George comics where Allen was in there. Uh, that's where the tail yeah. stems from. But they wrote him out. No, yeah. I, I'm with you on the tail. I'm Curious with George and then uh, the Berenstain. Berenstain, Absolutely. Berenstain. That was That's, I still can't say Berenstain. It's just Berenstain. Doesn't feel no, right. Berenstain bears. It's Berenstain. Go yeah. ahead and retroactively. Yeah, you know that. what? Like whoever Berenstain. Uh, Philip Berenstain. I'm sorry. We're we're taking your name back, and it's no, we're just gonna Berenstain. Jumble it up. <laughs> jumble it up. <laughs> um, but okay. So those ones to me were a little bit, as far as the pop culture ones go, were a little bit more unsettling. But now this is where it gets much. Much more uh, interesting because we start to mess with real life and uh, and some much more vivid memories. So the first example we're going to talk about is Doveland, Wisconsin. In one case of the Mandela effect, Reddit users have discovered that there is a town that no longer exists, or supposedly. Users remember a town called Doveland, Wisconsin and claim to have even visited and purchased souvenirs from the city, but it seems that the city has disappeared as recently as the 90s, because that's, it didn't, see, okay, let me, let me clarify. It didn't disappear like Thanos snap. It mm -hmm. disappeared as far as people and their memories of this town go back to the 90s, but there's nothing eh, any more recent than that. That's where people's memories kind of fade out on Doveland. And so something either happened in real life to but this they, town, this supposed town. Do they actually have those souvenirs? That's a good question. That's something I feel like should be dug into. But that'd be weird if like I have a souvenir from this town and it doesn't exist. Right. Like if you had a coffee mug that said Dublin, Wisconsin. Yeah. But at this point now, I'm sure you we could like. We got the doves. We got the doves. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe they just remember going there on a family trip and they remember getting a shirt. I remember reading about some uh, anecdotal evidence, right? People were like, yeah, I had a shirt that said Dublin across the front and uh, but I don't have it anymore, right? Conveniently. So it's a lot of people kind of talking about their memories as recently as the 90s, but there are no memories after that. So that's where people are led to either imply that this town disappeared mm-hmm. or something happened. Again, this is where the, the theories will come in and try to try to explain what's going on. But but apparently, you know, when people looked into it, there's no accident, there's no weather, there's no catastrophic event ending a town overnight that this could be attributed to. But the town only seems to exist in memories of people who claim to have visited, and it doesn't exist on any maps or have an online presence or online footprint in any way. Even, you know, if you go to Google, they tend to finish your search results for you. So what complicates this matter is that the search term Dublin, Wisconsin is a very common suggestion made by Google when you start typing in these words, which... Was it just because so many people have searched it? It's probably because people have searched it, but many people consider this some sort of digital ghost trace. That that it's evidence that substantiates that a piece of our reality was somehow tweaked, changed, or modified... And that our memories, in addition to maybe Google's memories by the way of suggestion, is evidence of the reality shift. And we'll, you know, like I keep I keep referencing the theories, but this is just one of those ones where the theories are going to attempt their best to to kind of break this all down. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about that is that, you know, if there was actually like that that evidence of like, hey, I visited this place and here's my shirt or here's my mug. I don't know how you get a bunch of people like that is a little weird. You get a bunch mm-hmm. of people that are, that are saying that this town existed and they're all on the same page in terms of like the name, you mm-hmm. know, you know what I would love to do. And I think it would be worthwhile is for all these folks. And maybe it's too late now, but for all the folks that have what amounts to an authentic story regarding Dublin, Wisconsin. Yeah. I would love to ask them where on the map they think Dublin is or right. was privately and then also weigh that location with a confidence from zero to ten and then do that over and over and over and see what kind of heat map you end up with because what would be really weird is if they all confidently nailed a certain spot on the map because then there's something even more concrete to look at what i would imagine would happen if you put on your reality cap and want to be cynical is you would probably see what amounts to a random spread across the state with confidence waning from zero to 10. Yeah, all over, all the, place. over the place. Yeah. I mean, also, if they did purchase things or rented cars to go there, like, that's traceable. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could pick that up and, I mean, you can dig through your statements and account right. to, to kind of spot that because, I mean, if you're taking a trip somewhere, you're going to eat, you're going to spend money, mm-hmm. um, you're going to exist in that space and live a, leave a trail. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting because like, this is one of the first times I've heard of the Mandela effect affecting what would amount to an entire city or town, uh, a place where people pay taxes, elect mayors, live yeah. and have kids and travel to. So, it's definitely very interesting that this one hasn't just been outright debunked. Uh, the next one is definitely going to be something you recognize, and I'm not going to dive into the politics behind it. But Tank Man, or a man that's otherwise referred to as Tank Man. The hell? Yeah, so going back, you'll, you'll recognize, going back to, or I should say, during the Tiananmen Square protest, one person famously stood facing a moving tank and was thereby dubbed or nicknamed Tank Man. 
it's a very iconic photo oh, of a man. That, yeah, standing for the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the yeah. You know, there's a lot baked into this this topic, so uh, you know, I'm staying light here. Similar to the namesake of the Mandela effect, many people remember or even claim to have remembered or seen this tank man being killed during or after the protest. We have a lot of different, you know, anecdotal right. pieces of evidence coming forward. Some people are saying it was during, some people said it was after, but a lot of witnesses nonetheless coming forward and saying that that man passed away, passed away at that event. Neither of those situations happened. Neither during nor after the event did tank man pass away. And so it's just one of those instances of a, of a very popular, very well-known, I should say, maybe infamous photo that's made its rounds around the world in history books, but has underneath it a bit of uh, some oddity, some, some just, it's just, I don't know how to, how to describe it, just this weird sense of misremembering. Yeah, I feel like with, you know, I, I think it just spurts from conversation, right? You, you, you're looking at that with like a friend or maybe you're showing someone and you go, oh man, like that, that's, that's such a crazy photo. Like did that person like make it out of there and just go, uh, I don't think they did. You know what I mean? You yeah. kind of lean towards the more like, uh, unfortunately more morbid. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets conflated. Dare I say like, um, shock value answer. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that we've really picked up on uh, between all of these examples so far is that there tends to be a conflation between neighboring events, whether it's Kazam Shazam Mm -hmm. or other events happening around this particular protest and this individual in particular, monkeys having a tail, rich men having a monocle, you know, all of that. I think that there's that natural conflation because when we remember stuff, we, we remember in chunks. We don't remember everything down to a detail. We don't remember things in binary. We remember things in broad strokes. And I think that that is really what we're starting to identify here. I want to Mandela effect the shit out of my girlfriend, Jackie. That seems entirely possible. I feel like... Let's build this from the ground up. I feel like <laughs> we say that we took a trip to like, I don't know um alaska or something mm-hmm. like that right and she goes no we didn't take that trip here's i'm talking like top of the line photoshop okay mm-hmm. picture yes pictures of us full album right exactly mm-hmm. full album it's there she goes to her closet she's got that winter coat she's got the shoes whoa yeah you got the receipts and from receipts. may 1st 2018 exactly she's like big whoa. receipts Here's the thing. This is the long con. <laughs> here's no no. No no no. Here's I'm the, with you. Here's the long con. Yes. And it makes it expensive, but <laughs> damn hilarious. I actually book and pay for a trip to yeah. Alaska <laughs> and, and you- we just don't do it. And then <laughs> no. on top of that, I Photoshop everything else. So we have the tickets, it's in the bank account. Like I, I have like a souvenir shipped. Yeah, yeah. Oh my! I think you God. take the trip by yourself, and then you sleep on it for five years, and then you have in that five years Photoshop. You've posed around icebergs with your oh, arm around nothing, yeah. and you and you get the lighting, you get the look, yes. and then you spend all that time photoshopping meticulously, pixel by pixel, Jackie, into all these photos, and then five I years on, you're like, love this. Oh, you remember that trip? And she'll be like, No, what? Yeah. You're like, yeah, you, you slipped and fell. Oh, and my God. Like, you, you make up all sorts of details that happen. Holy Slipped on the ice. Hell. You know, took a photo with a penguin that didn't exist Dude, there. Dude, there's got to be a 
paid actor that could play a doctor. I'll write down, an, I'll write down an office. It's, it's like Jim Halpert when he was replaced by an actor in, in The Office. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Dang. It would. <laughs> it would I feel like. It would get Jackie. I feel like 100%. I feel like you could go, you could go like way less in depth with it, too. You could be like. Oh, you like totally there was could. a There was a Gen 1 alt art of Pikachu right. that like you're hunting for. Like, obviously, you know, with the with the new, the new Pokemon, Pokemon stuff, pack yeah. coming out, you got some of the reprisals the of the original. Yeah. yeah. So like we all know what the Pikachu like the the thicked up Pikachu looking good out there mm-hmm, cute as can be mm-hmm, the OG yeah and he's got a little tiny surfboard now you got to come up with one that like it pulls on a couple threads that she would recognize but like it's a fake card but but it's a fake card and you and you work with Meg Turney work with Gab, you know you work with everybody to build in, this narrative I put it in a pack no you don't put it in a pack yet. Okay. You gotta, you gotta say that's what you're hunting for. That is what we're hunting. And then, for. then you gotta get her to be saying like, "That's what I'm looking that's for." That's the card. Yeah. yeah. And then I, sh- I mean, like, if I show her like a fake Google page that that's Photoshop, mm. she's not gonna scroll mm-hmm. on it or question it. And then I'm just like, boom, boom, here's the blown up photo. Jack's like, I need to hunt that card. I need right. to get that card. What you eventually leads to her pulling said card. Yeah. Well, I got it. The the win. It's a fake. The points card. come down the line when when she invariably tweets on her own volition. Oh that that's the God. card she's looking. At. <laughs> has anyone she'd be like? Has anyone seen this card? And then, and then task force, you got to be out there. To yes, and just be like, yeah, yeah yes, absolutely. I, How dare you? I just pulled one from Target. Listen, I I can hear you thinking about it, Ted from Wisconsin. You know you're gonna try to tell. You're eating your cheese curd. You're saying yeah. I'm gonna tell Jackie. Don't Theodore, tell Jackie sit down, anything. enjoy your cheese curds. I'm jealous of you right now. Watch the Packers delicious. and stop it. <laughs> Watch the Packers. <laughs> Put on the sport. <laughs> what? <laughs> and stop it. There's a lot of good ideas. There's something there. There is something there. There is something there. All right. This next one's very interesting because we did a whole episode. We did a two-parter episode on this one because there's so much interesting detail. I actually want to say before you move on from Tank Man. I apologize. No, please. Uh Before you move on from Tank Man. So I pulled up the image just in case you hadn't seen it, Alfredo. Oh, yeah. Just in order to see it. In your guys' memory of the Tank Man photo, what is the Tank Man doing? Is he di- just standing looking at it? Just I think standing he's standing with his, his back. His, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I could sketch it out, but it's like he's looking up into the right, like because it's like an angled down photo. The tank mm-hmm. is coming down to the left, he's looking up to the right, and I think he's holding his arms down to the side. He might be holding two plastic bags on, on either okay. side. That's okay. what I'm remembering. See, for some reason, in my memory, I remember him standing with his hand out. Oh, one to say, like, stop. The tank. Yeah. yeah. Is it a shot from the back? I think It is from, from the back. I yeah. remember it from the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, there's a video, and he might actually at some point put his hand out. To, to, to your like, credit. This is the photo. Okay, no, he does he, have a bag. You two were correct. Yeah, he's just standing there, arms at his side, holding a bag. Yeah. But for some reason, in my mind, yeah, I remember him holding a hand out. He like, might. stop. Like he Magneto. Might. <laughs> and that's why they stopped. Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God um, yeah, I mean, there there's a very hard to find footage of that event, right? And um, yes, and, I, yeah, and like you might footage. you might be remembering something from in in that because obviously or, this is a still from a yeah, moment in time. There, or, it very is possible. Or the X Men. Or or Magneto was there. All right. Well, howdy, howdy, everybody. This is Trevor, as always, just talking right to you. Uh, Or is it me? Maybe it hasn't been me since the beginning. 
maybe this is Alfredo and this is some sort of weird uh, knockoff Mandela effect situation happening. I don't know. I certainly sounded confused when I started speaking, but that's because I don't plan anything. I just kind of talk and hope for the best. That being said, why don't we take a leap of faith into some housekeeping notes around Red Web? We have merch. If you want to support our show directly, you can do so at store.roosterteeth.com. Search yourself up some Red Web Task Force materials. We got a trickling still around of uh, of our long sleeve shirt, the hat, maybe the pin if you're lucky. The thing keeps selling out. I really love you all, but also we need to keep it in stock a little bit sometimes. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to raise my voice, Task Force. You know, I just... I love you. Anyway, uh, we also have the Halloween special coming up next week. I'm so excited about it. It is now in the can officially. As of me recording this ad, we don't record the ads live. It's it's weird. It's a thing. But uh, I'm a time traveler, and and I've already done the thing now. And uh, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. It's a, it's the first of hopefully many, but special one off. Holiday specials where we do live action in addition to our audio experience because we are an audio first podcast, but this particular episode, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Just a little tease. We do a bit of a ghost hunt. Is that a tease or is that just spilling the beans? Christian's not here to stop me, so let's spill the beans. It was awesome. So please let us know what you think. Check it out next Monday, October 25th. 2021, if you're in the future, come back down to us, youtube.com slash redwebpod or on the Rooster Teeth app and website. Obviously, that, that app is available anywhere you can get apps, but uh, that those are two different ways that you can see the visual component. I don't think we have a Spotify video yet, but when we do, I'll ping John Spotify and I'll say, give me the video. I've got something to upload. But that being said... There are other ways to support this show. You might have heard in previous weeks, we have a premium RSS feed for our first members. It's only about $6 a month. If you want to support us and what we do 100% and directly, uh, that is a way to do that. You also get this show 24 hours early in addition to having zero ads. So you won't get to hear my lovely voice talk to you directly like this, perhaps, but... Uh, who doesn't love a little bit of ad-free experience? So anyway, that's just another way to support the show. Wanted to give it a shout out. And thank you all who have joined the premium RSS feed thus far. We see you. And uh, you have made our show look so good next to all of our other podcasts. Self high five. Excellent. I heard all of you around the world. Anyway, with that said, I want to talk about one of our fantastic sponsors for this week. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. You're clearly a fan of high-quality, fascinating podcasts hosted by wink-wink, nudge-nudge, interesting people. Uh, and since you like Red Web, I'm, I'm just going to stop beating around the bush. Amazing show, right? Uh, you should really check out another show entitled The Jordan Harbinger Show. The Jordan Harbinger Show is a podcast that covers a wide range of fascinating topics through weekly interviews with heavy-hitting guests that reveal the workings behind so much that goes on in our world. For instance, there was an episode recently where Jordan interviewed CoffeeZilla, who is a YouTuber who I have watched many a time. He has a lot of awesome videos. Shout out to him. Uh, But... He is a YouTuber who exposes gurus, scammers, but he's also talked to people like Rene DiResta, who studies what turns ordinary people into conspiracy theorists, which I think is right up the red web alley. There's an episode for everybody, no matter what you're into, so we recommend you listen to this show. We think you're going to enjoy it. There's just so much to listen to here, so check out jordanharbinger.com start 
for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show by spelling it with H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. And with that said, let's dive back into this wibbly-wobbly mystery at hand. This next one is very interesting because we actually did a two-part episode on this one because there was just so much information on it. And it's the Lindbergh baby. Famous aviator Charles Lindbergh's infant son was kidnapped on March 1st of 1932. And it obviously got lots of news coverage. Charles Lindbergh was a very famous person at the time. He was the the one that like like was super involved with the investigation. Yes. He basically took charge charge of of it. it. Yeah. 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 And I went, why? Right. (laughs) Conflict of interest out the wazoo. I mean, To those who haven't listened to the episodes, I encourage you to do so. Very fascinating. I think it's a very popular case that everyone's heard about, but there's so many details that are interesting in there. And yeah, him being involved was not simply because he was a parent. There's other things that we talked mm-hmm. about. And and so it sounds obvious, like, of course, he wants to help out with his kid. Not that way. But anyway, the Lindbergh baby's body was found months later that same year. But there are many people on the original Mandela Effect forum that claim that the baby was never found, which is very interesting because that was, it was, kid, the, the child was kidnapped, went yeah. missing, there was a lot of ransom notes, and it did take quite some time. And the body was stumbled upon by a trucker who happened to go walking through the woods at that time, right. that place. And so, yes, I can definitely see why some people would come out of that event having gone, they definitely never found the child because it was very much looking like that. Yeah. But I didn't know that this was. A Mandela effect. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. And I'll never see that side of it just because, you know, my first exposure to that was proper. It was the body was found. Right. Right. I don't think I'll sit here 10 years or 10 years later going, I wasn't. Well, maybe. We'll come we back. What we we'll do is we'll know. do a oh, Red Web senior no. when we're seniors oh, and yeah. we're all senile. And we, we just got to remember what the mystery was. And we'll like, <laughs> we'll come back through it and be like, you remember. What was that hairy guy again? His name was Chuck. Chuck Lazenberg. Bob something. He was a famous boatman. Bob Squatch. That's what it was. Yes, the Bob Squatch. Remember those tiny feet. We couldn't get Christian to shut up about 90s movies. (laughs) God, he ran his mouth left and right. Always talking about about this and that. Big fan of Steven Seagal. I told him, I told him, read a book, kid. Anyway, <laughs> favorite movie was favorite movie was Time Cop. I remember his favorite his favorite film, Disney Channel's Brink. Yeah. Oh, he loved that. And Cadet Kelly. Remember that film? And he and he hated that kid and he, in Blank Check. <laughs> he, oh, he hated. Oh. He said, "Follow your morals, kid. Return yeah. the check." How dare you? How dare you forgery. use computer for forgery? <laughs> Everyone's going to remember this about Christian now. <laughs> yeah, that, that, what we're going to do is build we our own Mandela effect. We're going to make a Christian effect. Right? <laughs> just, we build this whole separate entity. All right, the last example in the real world is, is actually a lot more mundane than the rest. But it is interesting because I hadn't heard this one. So, you know, you drive cars, you're, you're a, 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 a petrol head, as it were. You love cars. Mm-hmm. Now, you have a left side mirror, your driver's side. Okay. And you have your right side mirror, your passenger side, or at least in America. Now, there's some writing on the right hand, the passenger side mirror for everyone else, left hand side. Now, 
What is that writing underneath? Objects in the mirror closer than they appear. Yes, more or less. Yeah. Now there's a, a very subtle shift in the phrasing that we're going to talk about here now, and, okay. and I don't want to lead you too much. So I want to give you an opportunity to, to come up with the word. So objects in mirror blank be closer than they appear. Appear to be closer. Wait, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. Huh? Objects in mirror appear, maybe appear be closer <laughs> than they appear. Objects in the mirror may be closer than they appear. Nailed it. I'm so happy you said that because that is what I would have put as well. Now, logically speaking, that doesn't make any sense because mirrors aren't 50-50 on what they're going to show you. <laughs> yeah. Physics is pretty set in stone. Yeah. Wait, are you taking notes? Why are you taking notes? He's, he's been tippity-tap. I've been taking notes this, like since weeks ago. Like, I know. Every it's episode, it's I usually when I flood I know. <laughs> it's usually when I go flip-tap. I know. What do you think right. I'm doing on the laptop the entire time we're recording? <laughs> he's, he's writing down all your movie references to be like, I need to watch that I need to watch, watch that, that with mm-hmm. that. So, so a lot of people remember... <laughs> A lot of people remember this as objects in mirror may be closer than they appear. However, and again, I know this is mundane, but it is a piece of reality that yeah. is shifted. It is objects in mirror are closer than they appear. They're not opening themselves to some liability by saying maybe they're closer. Why did I think that? I don't know. But that is where, see, we're, we're on the precipice it's, of theories now. This is where I think pop culture has cycled back in on itself. Was it Jurassic Park? Might have been. Must go faster. Must go faster. Well, yeah, in that in the iconic chase scene where where he says that T Rex may be closer than I see it being close. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Maybe closer than I see it being close. Yeah. Wait, I rem- is I that-, that Jeff Goldblum was like, "Hey, is that a T Rex there? Because it it may be there, or maybe maybe not. It's no, I don't know. I don't know what you're. I, I'm being facetious, but what? Uh, no, I just you know they I, they they look at the T Rex from the rearview mirror. There is a, wasn't that in the rear view mirror on the windscreen though? Not the side mirror. Oh god, am I misremembering that? Well, that's just that's just misremembering. Oh, hey, folks at home going through tests, SATs, finals, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You get an F, get all your answers wrong, just say it was the Mandela effect. You you just remembered it differently. Yeah. You don't you don't remember it wrong. <laughs> you remembered it differently. <laughs> See if that sticks. <laughs> it, it'll work. Maybe. It will. <laughs> Well, no, Professor, I remember this working yeah. when I told you last time. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh it makes sense because like it's it, it makes complete sense. Like I just I ob- objects like consistently appear in the same <laughs> way, right? If they're five feet away, ten feet away, they're gonna consistently I mean there's a warping on the lens and that's why the message why is there. I but. think that I found the scene from Jurassic Park. Oh my goodness, it is golly in the driver's gosh. side mirror, uh, and it R, says are closer R than R they closer. appear. First of all, nailed it. Brilliant mind. You had it. I, I was on the wrong mirror. Secondly, that looks like the driver's side. Yes. Yes, it is. So this is a right, this is a left side of the road car because the no, wheel was certainly on the left. Uh, here, I'll show you this shot right before. They're they're driving yeah. away. So the warning is on the driver's The driver side looks mirror? at his mirror. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Is it? Yeah. It's, it, no, is it not on both mirrors? It's on the right one only. I thought it was on both. What? Is it not on both? Are you serious? All right, I want to run out to my car. I, know, I, know, I, know, I need to go out to my I'm car. I'm going to a car. I'm going to a car. No, if anything, it's on my way. I'm if, going to a car. If anything, it's on the driver's side, right? Oh, oh there's so much stuff falling over. <laughs> Trevor is running out of the building to his car right now. Okay, I found I found what Wikipedia says. I'll save it until Trevor's back. Okay. But Christian, what what is your problem with me in nineties movies? I don't have a problem, Alfred. I don't it's have ridiculous. A at all. It's ridiculous. <laughs> 
like I said, I just, you know, I appreciate them. <laughs> I think it's impressive. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Is it, on, is it on both? All right. Ran outside, saw the first vehicle. I, I went up to it, made sure there's no one in it. So I, <laughs> I was like, I realize I'm sprinting at this person's car, looking into the windows. Uh, it is on the passenger side and not on the driver's side. And I, that's how I remember it. Because when I was a kid, this, the reason why this sticks out is... Sat in the passenger side. I saw that label on the on the mirror, and I'm and I was asking my mom why it was there, whatever. And that's when I like distinctly remember her saying, "No, it's only on that one." I was like, "That's weird. I hate the asymmetry of that." Yeah, yeah. Damn. I looked up while you were gone. I looked up the the phrase, and yeah, it is a warning that is required to be engraved on a passenger side mirror of a vehicle. Now, the physics understanding of my brain says it's probably. Uh, got a bit of warping to it. I don't know if it's convex or concave, but I imagine it's bent in some way to help you get yeah. a little fisheye so that way it can properly see out a window that's farther away, but also right. reflect it to the driver's side eyes. But you don't need that on the left side because that's much more of a linear closer. bounce. Yeah. Damn. So Muldoon, right? I think that's the character's name. Muldoon. Mm -hmm. His car. Clever girl. His car is all... All weird, like yeah, those Jurassic. Bar so that's that's to say, anybody at home making their Jeep look a hundo p accurate to the movies, you better gotta, get that message custom inscribed on the driver's to. side. Let's move into the theories because boy, have I been burying this lead. Okay. Now, as fun as the examples of the Mandela effect are, and they really are, there's so many different examples. We want to hear from you, Task Force, if there's others that we haven't covered. Because I love my reality being uh, stirred up a little bit. The theories are just as fascinating, if not more so. So let's, uh, without further ado, dive in. Okay. The theories attempting to explain this, the first one we're going to talk about is alternate reality. Now, one thing I want to do a little bit of like putting you in the mindset. Because when I uncovered a lot of these different examples of the Mandela effect over the course of my life and childhood... The idea of an alternate reality was definitely more strange than it is now. Pop culture has really opened up the gates on oh, what yeah. alternate reality is. I mean, you look at the MCU, MCU, it's all over it. So we have a bit more of a concrete understanding of what that could look and feel like. We have a better understanding of what that is. But as a kid, I'm just like, whoa, that's mind bending. So this is a, one of the prevailing theories uh, for the Mandela Effect. And it states that the Mandela Effect is simply proof that there are alternate realities out there. These are parallel universes that exist at the same time as ours, and in these other universes or realities, histories and laws of nature can be unlike that of anything we could ever imagine. They could be subtle shifts, a la Marvel's What If, right, where mm -hmm. one thing changes and you have a butterfly effect, or they could be dramatically different. They could be so different that they could be unstable and instantly disappear because the laws of physics aren't balanced. But with infinite universes, there would be some that have only slightly different histories to our own, where barely anything changes. So then would that mean that the object itself is existing in our time from a alternate universe, but only existing to said person and existing every time their eyes are on it? Hence, like... Like it changes when you see it, like yeah. Schrodinger's monocle on yeah. the Monopoly guy. Yeah, it's that's that's definitely one angle to consider. It a lot of people that look at this, you know, have the perspectives that our memories 
are the are the true history keepers, right? That when we remember something, it's true. And that at some point, our consciousness moved into this present universe from another. Now, that could be because, you know, we can get really crazy here and say it's because you passed away at some point because that universe collapsed because right. of some interaction between two bubble universes colliding in some way you and and a bunch of other people who remember the monocle let's just say your consciousness was swapped over to this body because it's otherwise for all intents and purposes the exact same reality just minus a couple shifts and so therefore you are remembering something that actually happened but then you were from shifted. a different reality but you were shifted into a universe that was slightly different so for example but then what happens to the consciousness that was in the in the universe where you shifted into i would imagine they combined or I don't know. This is all completely right. theoretical. Yeah, I know for sure. It's so interesting. That or though. you swapped swapped with them, right? So there Possibly could be a reality where you and I are sitting combined, here yeah. doing the exact same podcast. And, and I would say so many people believe that Nelson Mandela passed away in 2013. Yeah. But look, like, how are they believing that when he clearly passed away in the 80s in prison, right? And so, like, our consciousness could have swapped where you know what i mean with our other version of ourselves it's it's very interesting and this is why and i'm, I'm getting i think ahead I, of, go, ahead, go ahead i think it's so crazy because then there would have to be constant perfect shifting back and forth because the different equal and opposite kind of thing yeah mm -hmm. right because if you're juggling two consciousnesses and then on top of that like you're shifting certain things in your mind mm -hmm. back and forth like oh, a handful of these things shifted for me mm -hmm. not for, oh, man well, let me let me put it more simply like because you are i love where you're going because that's where i live is in that theoretical exploration of the mind like but imagine you woke up tomorrow and and um you had naturally blonde hair i'm just making up something Okay, that's a that's a bit extreme compared to these, but let's just say that for the sake of argument. No, I like it. And you woke up and you went, I swear I remember having black hair for, for all of time, right? But everyone around you is like, Oh, you're so silly. No, I mean you've been blonde. Look, look, look at your kid photo and you and you're blonde. And no, then, but and, like you, you sons of bitches used the idea that I had and someone came <laughs> someone came in and bleached my hair. This is a very good prank. Now solid, we can put it down now. Solid and, prank, and now I have bleach hair. But like, but imagine now it's not so personal, and it's like McDonald's is now Wickdonald's, and it's just an upside down M. And you're like, what yeah. the heck? That's a bad name. And everyone's like, that's what it's always been. It's famous. What are you talking about? Like, if everyone around you believed it, you you're just kind of like, oh, uh, I yeah, guess. But I then guess I just misremembered oh, it. What was that movie uh, yesterday where that guy like... I don't gets, watch movies. That's true. I'm sorry about that. Um, this movie is about the Beatles. Uh, this guy is riding his bike, gets hit, and then yes, he wakes up with the memory of the right. Beatles, but nobody else knows. No one else knows. Spoiler alert. Close your ears for 13 seconds just because I'm going to hit you with the end. At the end, two people come to him and say, nah, it's cool that you're rewriting the Beatles because this music should exist. He goes and meets, meets John Lennon, who is still alive in modern day. Right. And these two people are like, we remember it too but no one else does. And so yeah. there's only three people in existence that remember the Beatles as the band. And so that's another great example of like, right. uh, just, just to put yourself in the shoes of like what could be uh, as far as this yeah, theory actually, is Yeah, that, that movie perfectly does that. Yeah. Right, where it's yeah. like, 
you know, the great, like one of the greatest bands ever, the Beatles. And everyone's like, I don't know. Right. This up. What it's it's just about? like, it's wild. Just but, a bug. Yeah. And, and what's interesting, too, about the idea of alternate reality, because it's so in the zeitgeist right now, uh, especially right now with, with Loki and MCU and everything. But going back to Fiona Broom, who kind of kicked off this whole thing, they were the person who coined the term. They theorized that our reality is interacting with another when these things happen which could be caused by the movement between parallel universes or something. And some say that there are multiple timelines or time streams per se. And sometimes we slip into another one that has subtle changes and we retain our memories of the ones before. So that's a more clean way of kind of yeah. saying it. Okay. But now what's interesting is we usually address the wrinkles with the theory to try to undercut yes. them to see if like we can challenge them with, with logic. Now, mm -hmm. One thing here, and I think we can challenge this regardless, but we don't really have a wrinkle because it's impossible to prove at this point in yeah, time with science. But right. one thing that does make this a little bit more interesting is that there are sometimes examples of proof for this type of theory. And they are known as like residue, like leftover from previous universes and or timelines. Here's an example. Reddit user GrowMath found articles describing the Fruit of the Loom logo that we talked about as having the cornucopia, despite the images in the same article lacking that cornucopia behind it. And so a lot of people say that is residual memory. That's, that's a, a ghost trace online. So our memory is the same as this article in that it, it's just a, a little bit of evidence right. trickling around yeah, our reality. And that's, and then they, yeah, they refer to huh. that as the residue. And so, to people that substantiates it. Now, this is where I want to introduce the wrinkle because it's totally possible that it's the opposite way. We're begging the question right now. This residual or this residue, I should say, could also just be made by the same mistakes of the people misremembering things. Yeah, I mean, and that's you're using exactly confirmation where my mind bias. went to. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they just misremembered it. Exactly. So that's what it is. So, you know, it depends. It, this is where your uh, skepticism is challenged. And this is where, you know, if you're yeah. superstitious, you might believe a little bit more. I, I just think it's really interesting. So I, I like to let my mind wander on these topics. But the next theory is actually very, very similar and something that I've been itching to talk about for on this show for quite some time because it goes hand in hand with this. And you know me, I've been trying to find any reason to talk about the Matrix with Matrix 4 coming. Mm -hmm. um, so this is a great excuse this to do it. ready to take the red pill on that <laughs> ride. Now, this is probably the most organic 90s film we could talk about is the Matrix. <laughs> But a lot of people think or they see the Mandela effect as a, quote, glitch in the Matrix. Matrix referring to the 1999 film Matrix, in which uh, case we follow Neo, who gets removed from a false reality, a simulation known as the Matrix, to be pulled into the real world, in which case he can go back and forth. I'm, I'm hyper simplifying the story. But with that understood, people are thinking that, okay, Instead of alternate realities, maybe what we're sitting in is actually a simulation. simulation. And it could mm -hmm. be just like the Matrix. I mean, that's an easy just like, yep, hand in hand. Like, mm -hmm. no, it's not alternate realities. I've seen the Matrix. It's that kind of situation. Yes. I bet they there are people that believe that, you know, people that worked in the movie have a bigger understanding of the simulation that we're in. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, the more you look into the Matrix film franchise, I'm going to fanboy for a little bit the more you realize like how much metaphorical messaging is within it and how much deep understanding of philosophy and, yeah. and modern tech and the human psyche and the zeitgeist that the Wachowskis had. 
and have. I mean, it's still going on. But man, I am a I am a geek for that film franchise for sure. Um, but a lot of people, you know, whether you want to call it the Matrix or just simulation theory, a lot of people think that well, when this Mandela effect comes through, that is you noticing changes in the simulation that something was tweaked, something was changed, something was modified, whether it was in your mind or the world, and whether it was an accident that you remembered it or someone's testing you to see if you can remember it is up for debate, right? Ooh, I am failing that test. Yeah, but to ground this more in the Matrix, right? You know, we have the situation in the movie called Deja Vu. We have that every day when you see something that you've seen for the first time, but something in your brain tells you, I've seen yeah, this so before. Weird. And this happens in the film where Neo, the character I described earlier, is uh, is in a building and he sees a black cat walk across a doorframe and go down the hall. And then uh, he turns to go up a flight of stairs with his, his group and then he hears a meow and he looks back and the same cat does the same motion walking past again. And he goes, huh, deja vu. Yeah. And that's where the name Glitch in the Matrix kind of stems from. Yeah, and then Trini goes, wait, what do you what did you say? He's like, deja yeah. vu. There's the little twinkle yep. of the music and the camera zooms in on Morpheus as he goes what did you say and yeah. then he turns and then around and Trini's just like he's like oh, deja vu and then Trini's just like you know I saw the cat and I saw one look just like it she's like was it the exact same cat because they know right yep. like if there's de deja vu the matrix mm -hmm. means that something was changed absolutely so so good from that and that theory stems an entire subreddit which man I would love to dive into someday because it's one of my favorites. It is the subreddit glitch in the matrix separated with underscores instead of spaces for those who want to go explore it. It exists for users to share stories and theories of their own strange experiences and things that they feel could be signs that we are in a simulation. Now, for what it's worth, I don't want to sound like I'm off my gourd, but it is entirely possible. In fact, probable mm -hmm. that this is a simulation only because the moment that we crack open the door to being able to accurately simulate a life or a, a world, you immediately facilitate so many different vectors. So like, if we can simulate a world like our own with a computer, we can simulate thousands of them. And so thereby you just created tons of simulations that inherently could also come to the same position in life that you are at where they can simulate right. something. So now you have a one versus an infinite number of chances that a simulation exists. So when you look at the odds like that, it's kind of spooky to be like, this could very well be a simulation. I'm, I'm hyper, again, hyper distilling a side thought I'm having. If you really want to get into it, there's a lot of other smarter people that kind of talk about that thing. Get this man but, a duster. Give me, <laughs> ASAP, yeah, give me those pinchy, pinch on the, no, uh, like, yep, the bridge of my glasses. nose glasses and I'll turn you I'm into Morpheus. a battery. Oh no. But anyway, and if you don't want to think of the, about being in a simulation, just go ahead and think of the fact that we're just on this little speck of dust flying through space in this infinite void. I feel yeah. like that's just as shrinking yep. <laughs> as a simulation. That I believe to be real. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some of the examples of Glitch in the Matrix. This is like an aside within the theory that I just right, I have to go to down. Matrix 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but there's the original thread that led to the creation of the subreddit stems from 2012, so it's a similar time frame with a story by user Super Unhappy Fun Time, who talked very simply about removing a hard-boiled egg from their dozen of eggs, and then when they went to go peel it and kind of consume it, they looked back down at their dozen egg cartridge and found that it was full again, that they somehow were eating an egg that came from this cartridge, but all of the eggs were back in the cartridge. And they were like, how did 
that happen? That is weird, especially because like if you had a full right, it's a full mm -hmm. egg cartridge. So, I mean, it nothing gets more tangible than that, right? Right. Well, pull, unless it's a lie, right? But but yeah, exactly. But definitely, you pull or you, you pull the one, and then you look back, and, <laughs> and it's, it's there all again. There. Uh -huh. It's not like there's a secret one egg in the right. compartment, and you and I pulled the secret egg. Yeah, David Blaine's like. All right, today's trick, I'm going to put this carton of eggs in this grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's very interesting. That's the one that's, that kind of set off the subreddit. Now, nowadays, kind of, I, I feel you have a lot of authors going in and, and writing stories. Right. So it, it can be a little bit, um, I don't know, it can, it can remove to, you from the, yeah. the immersion. Because when I used to browse this in the late nights of college, I, I used to like find these stories super fascinating. But for the sake of those stories, I do want to have like, indulge myself a little bit and right. talk about some of those stories on there because they're very interesting. So this first one I'm going to outline briefly was entitled, I died last night, but I'm still here. What the hell? Yeah. All right. I, I know this All is right. like a whole episode, a mini episode Look, within the theory. The titles got me. So this one here was submitted by Reddit user liquidgold83, and they said that their neighbor asked them to move a mattress upstairs with them. And after they moved the mattress, they said, hey, while you're here, could you help me move my armoire? Well, they remember saying, sure, let's do that. And the armoire invariably fell and fell down the stairs, crushing them and killing them. Now, after that, they said they woke up in their bed with all the memory of that happening. And uh, and then they went outside and they said they went and helped their neighbor move that mattress again. And when they were there, they asked the neighbor, what about the armoire? Do you need help with that? And the neighbor responded with, how did you know about the armoire? Basically implying that he lived this moment. That is weird. Passed away and had an opportunity to reset what that was. Yeah, or what I did. mean, like, look, if if all that is, you know, honestly, I'm skeptical. If you, if you want to trust it, sure. If you want to trust it, mm -hmm. that's insane. It's insane and that is fascinating. wild. It's fascinating. If, I love this kind of stuff. If, if I had something in my house that no one knew about, and you came in and you're like, "Oh, I can help you like move that," I'd be like, "What the hell?" How? Right. If they if they did, knew that did, you were about to ask something and you were yeah. like, how did you know I was gonna ask that? You yeah. know? And they said, Well, we did it yesterday and I died. You'd be like, like, what? What? That'd be really weird. Mm-hmm. Now this one is super popular online. You might have heard of it, but it is the man from Torred. In 1960, a real person named John Allen Kutcher Zegris was detained in Japan for having counterfeit identification after entering Japan with his wife from Korea. This man and his passport claimed that he was from a country named Tored, T-A-U-R-E-D. His passport contained stamps from Japan and other East Asian countries, he had money in different currencies, and he had a visa issued by Japan. Zegaris claimed that he was a diplomat of Tored, south of Ethiopia. Now, in other retellings of this story, he claims he points at the country Andorra on the map, claiming that Torrid is that destination, and he claims that he doesn't know what the country of Andorra is. So the man from Torrid has become an urban legend with many details changing and some claiming he came from another dimension where this country existed. Long story short, there is a man who comes from a country that has a different name than the country actually has. So a lot of people are like, this is an alternate reality. This, this, is, a, this is a glitch in this simulation where Sutton changed with Andorra, and it was once called Torred. I've also so wait, was his papers like actual legit? As far as the story goes, 
Um, wow. They were legit, oh, but they but they outlined this mysterious country that nobody recognized. And and the story I've heard, as I mentioned, there's a lot of retellings. But the story I remember is that he's getting interrogated or interviewed in some way, and he's talking about Torred. He's a diplomat from this country. He's talking about the details of it. They don't recognize the history of it. And they leave to go do whatever. And when they come back, he's just simply gone. What? Like that he just vanished. Almost like he was pulled back to his appropriate reality or that he was just scrubbed from the simulation. However you want to believe it. So did this happen? Like there's got to be like proof and evidence and like. It's it's a tricky story. So yeah, Trevor was the onto the initial story. <clears throat> the initial story, hyper-condensed. In 1954, a man arrives in an airport, has documents saying he's from this country called Torred and Andorra, et cetera, et cetera. And he's even pointing out on a map where the country should be. They found him in possession of money from different European countries. His passport had been stamped by different airports around the globe. He is taken to a hotel and placed into a room with guards outside. And they investigated the company, claimed to work for, et cetera, et cetera. And then they came back and found that he was gone from the room. And the true story is that in 1960, we talk about the Mr. Zegris, Zegris mm-hmm. who essentially this this did happen. The 1960. This, this is happen. a John Allen, et cetera, et cetera. That's the real person. Yes, we're that is a, that about. is a okay. real person. That is a real story. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Long story short, I I guess the theory is that he took inspiration from that 1954 story. Got it. And forged his own. Uh, documents to try got it okay so i was conflating the two the two i think potential stories but okay so someone in real life maybe was inspired by this story six years prior regardless you know it fact or fiction regardless very interesting i love this i love narratives like this and before we go into kind of what we have been already kind of dropping hints at as far as theories the last theory the last fanciful theory is is that of time travel I think it's self-explanatory. People go back in time. There's a butterfly effect when they change things, whether intentional or otherwise. And when those things change, you have residual memories. It's just very similar to the previous two theories, just with a different angle. And again, much like the previous two, it's at this point in time impossible to tell if it's true or not. And it's impossible to test. We just don't have the technology. Someone is going back in time, changing things, and then from, from there kind of like making small adjustments to the reality. Right. It could be a simple... Yeah, it could be that somebody went back in time and saved Nelson Mandela's life. Or it could be that someone went back in time and bought a Snickers instead of Three Musketeers. And just the slow fallout from that trickled into something mundane. That's just another theory. It's totally plausible, given that time travel is possible. I just wouldn't even mess with it. It's just so dangerous. Oh, yeah. You'd, like, change everything. You got the grandfather paradox, but then you have the theory of, like, well, when you time travel, do you actually hop out of your reality? Your, and, yeah. and do you start a new path on yep. your reality? So your your path is always moving forward. Anyway, I could go... I could geek away about time yeah, travel and, and, and the theories ages. therein. But... That leads us to a very common explanation for the Mandela effect, and that revolves around bad memory, which, of course, is extremely uncommon. And that's the notion of social reinforcement and bad memory. You and I have been kind of picking up these crumbs throughout. I think it's natural to pick those up, and it's the most pragmatic theory here. It's, It's less interesting, but it certainly is more pragmatic. So if most of us have bad memories, then our false memories are reinforced by those around us. 
Uh, for example, the line, Luke, I am your father, has been repeated in media and by so many people so many times right. that it feels like it's the correct line. Yep. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, so to speak. Many of the examples of the Mandela effect also seem to be schema-driven errors. Schemas are how our brains categorize and organize and understand information. Basically, we compartmentalize you know, the world around us in broad strokes. You know, when we look at our environment, we're not looking at the detail, the sheen of the paint, yeah. the color of the paint, the texture of the wall. We're looking at a picture and we yeah. store that away. We think in emotions, we think in feelings, and we think in broad stroke thought. And by doing that, it's more efficient to enable to us to onboard a bunch of different information, but it's not as efficient at grabbing detailed information. Yeah, and like so, I'm not gonna remember the, the the color of the building, but I'm gonna remember the fact that it's a building. Right. So many of the examples of the Mandela effect are things that kind of fit this, you know, when, for example, when you talk about the Monopoly man, and the, the design with the top hat, the mustache, the suit, the cane, the whole shebang, he's got the money bags, you're like, well, it's very, it's a very cliche, common look for uh, a rich person of this kind of look to have right, a monocle. Yeah. And so perhaps just in thinking in broad strokes, you end up profiling yeah. that monocle onto the character when in, in fact it's not there. Yeah, I mean, going back to what I said during that section, I was like, it just looks correct. Yeah. I remember it without, but it looks correct yep. seeing it. Yep, and, it, and it's the same thing with the Dolly situation with the James Bond film of Moonraker. Uh, yeah. She has a stereotypically nerdy look about her. And so it, if we're thinking in broad strokes, one might be inclined to apply braces to the image. I kind of put a more narrative spin on it where I thought it was because they both had metal teeth, but yeah. it doesn't matter. There's no braces in play. Mm -hmm. Another interesting one that we actually didn't cover, but it does fit this type of error, this kind of logical fallacy, a 2016 study by Henry L. Rodiger the third and K. Andrew DeSoto found that many misremember Alexander Hamilton as a president. He wasn't a president. He was actually a founding father, which often gets conflated because a yeah. lot of founding fathers ended up becoming presidents. Yep. But that's because we tend to form those kind of associations, right? And it's just more efficient to think that way. Yes. That and the fact that Hamilton was taught alongside of all these other presidents in mm -hmm. history books. It you just, just go, he must have been one himself. Exactly. So... So those are other like, like schema-driven type logical fallacies. Another cause of flawed memories are source monitoring errors. These are the type of errors that occur when we attribute the source of information to an imagined event. A an example of that would be the Nelson Mandela situation itself. Right. You imagine a historical event having happened that actually didn't, didn't, and therefore you have leapt to a conclusion that would make sense if that thing had happened, but in reality, it didn't. Thereby, you are left with a conclusion that is baseless. Another way that this can happen is if you are prompted or primed by a description. For example, if I came to you and I say, do you remember the Monopoly Man's monocle? You might then be inclined exactly. to say, oh, absolutely, I do. Yep. Because you can easily picture that. Yeah. That's why when we went through and kind of got hands-on, a little experimental with some of these examples, I didn't want to dive into it just yet because I wanted to get your open yeah. mind. Otherwise, you could have swayed me one way or the other. Exactly. And some of them, I mean, most of them, you were right on the money with the reality. But some, it was a little piece of insight to see how your mind was kind of working with especially the monocle thing. You're like, I don't yeah. see it in my mind, but I see it here. Yep. And that makes sense. I mean, beyond that, you know, there's, there's logical fallacies galore. There's a whole list of different logical fallacies that we all fall prey to with uh, the many stimuli that we have in our life. 
I mean, but then there's also news reports that misreport on things that could also like if I accidentally reported on a death that didn't happen, it could it could spark a false memory way down the line because sometimes people read one news article, but they don't read the article that comes after that corrects the information, yeah. you know, and and thereby you end up with these false memories that reinforce others' false memories. Yeah. And, it, you know, it just kind of or you just read like a, a headline and you kind of just assume from there. A lot of people just read headlines. And exactly. Not the actual story itself. So it's I think it's at the end of the day, our natural conviction in our memory, because it's the one thing that we take solace in knowing that is trustworthy or should be right. It's the one thing that we've created. It's the one thing that we, you know, a lot of people don't believe things till they see it. So, you know, you're relying on your instincts and your experience. And when you're told that your experience is actually false or completely baseless, right. it's it can like rattle you. It can rattle you. And that's really why I wanted to explore the Mandela effect, because as much as we can, you know, usher these things away with logical fallacies and, and false reinforcements and whatever, the fact is we all go through this deja vu, this Mandela yep. effect all the time. And it's so, so interesting. It because, was fun doing the little tests. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, if there's an unsolved mystery here, it's the fact that the brain and memory are very complicated. We have yet to figure out how our memory actually works, how we encode things. We know a lot about it, but we certainly don't know everything. Just like the ocean. Um, <laughs> dude, that's you know, Atlantis and I'm sure, dude, you know, it's just like, it's just, I'm so terrified by it, but at the mm -hmm. same time, just like, I just, that's the kind of like, you know what I mean? Haunted house, ghost stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't want anything to do with it. Right. Mm -hmm. The ocean, terrifying, dangerous. I want to dive in head first. You know, when you're out there swimming in the ocean and you're kind of like tiptoeing, like you, you can barely reach the bottom of the sand yeah, as you go scary. out further. And then suddenly scary. it just goes whoosh yep. and it drops out. I always think now, and they should have never put these in the kids' textbooks. I always think of the graph of like, this is what the shoreline looks like. Do, 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 and plummet. And I'm like, oh my God. It's like that yeah. shot in uh, Finding Nemo where yep. he swims out right there. And the just, edge. Blah, blah, blah. That lassophobia yeah, hits dude. me. I'm like, what <laughs> is underneath me? I'm just like out here floating in space. Anything. Yeah. I'm not the apex out here, dude. <laughs> no, no, way. no, not no at way. all. I'm a, I'm a flounder splashing and thrashing as a shark's going. That's an easy meal. <sighs> but... This is really interesting. You know, It. it I'm, I want to end you with, a, I want to leave you with a quote from Morpheus. Do you ever have a dream that you thought was so real that turned out that it wasn't? Mm. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for Matrix 4. That's the Mandela effect. Fredo, do you have any uh, parting words for us? Any parting examples of your own? You know what? Just uh, don't trust your mind and eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that athlete in in the office. He's like, oh, yeah. eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like this. This is cool. It, it was it was a cool deep dive, and I like the fact that like this was different in the sense that like I don't know. I was so involved. Uh, you know what I mean? Like obviously, like I'm always involved and I'm listening. And I'm involved, but like this was uh, a little being, more hands on. Uh, way more hands on, yeah. and like it was cool. I just kept sitting here going like, what's the next thing I mm -hmm. might remember wrong, and then. I get why this is so entertaining, but I definitely fall into the to the camp of like, I mean, when you said our memories, we see the broad strokes. I was mm -hmm. like, that makes perfect sense. The detail, like so many of this is just us getting lost in the details. Yes. Uh, over and over time. And you layer time on top of that. 
but we man we could do like a whole alternate reality timeline oh yeah thing. like we can get into it yeah but this is cool i feel like this is that like first little like this is the seed that'll branch out to episodes of like time travel and alternate universes right. and like this I, is the beginning of our red web cu yeah exactly <laughs> and that's what we're trying i mean honestly that's kind of just what we're naturally building towards because we don't want to you know, obviously the core corner ourselves. Yeah, the core is, you know, internet mysteries, but there's so many other cool things out there. It's funny because this actually, you know, as much as a, it, it, this is a common term now, but it, it actually stemmed from the internet, which was very interesting yeah. to find out. And actually, well, Dragon Con, but also, you know, blogs. Well, no, I, you know, I wanted to leave you with that quote from Morpheus, but I think I'll leave you with this a little thought experiment. Which one of these examples was made up or were any of them made up? Wait. See you next week, everybody, for another Mystery <laughs> Fredo. Get back to me next week. Thank you, Task Force. They're all real examples. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all real examples. I just, I just, I just wanted to convert it to like a half second later.